You're listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Glass City Church Podcast. This is intern Justin Shirley here with co-host and Pastor Jeff Lavalette. Jeff, how's your night been going? Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Here's the real question. How's your day been going? It's It's been a good day. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good day. Got a got a got a smoothie from Tropical Smoothie. I, what kind uh, of smoothie? Uh, ben, uh, Bahama Mama. It's strawberry, pineapple, white chocolate, and coconut. Doesn't sound like that. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It's it's like going to the beach in like. Well, that sounds weird if you say going to the beach in your mouth because then it feels like it's sand in your mouth and sand and that's mouth. gross and like salt water. But like yeah. it's it it feels like you're on a, a beach vacation. It feels like you're drowning. No, it doesn't feel like you're drowning. Maybe if you're drowning in, in in awesome, but yeah, it's uh, it's delicious. Yeah, this is gonna be one of those podcasts. It is. It, it, it we, we might as well just like accept the fact that you and I are both pretty worn out and that's fair. It's fair. It's been a long month. <laughs> yeah, it's been a really long month. Been, Holy I feel, smokes. I feel like I'm coming down with some kind of bug. Oh, that's good. So my voice sounds super cool. <laughs> if that's how you feel about it, that's, yeah, okay. No. <clears throat> right. Alrighty. Well, anyways, uh, so it's been a busy week. Uh, well, no, it's just Monday, so it hasn't really had been a busy week. Cause... Well, it's been a pa- I'm sorry, the past week has been a busy week. Yeah, Justin, you uh, you jumped ship there for a, a little while. I did. Where, where, the, where in the world did you go? Where in the Dickens did you go? Chick McFiblets? What's uh, right. what's the what's the prospector from like six Gus podcasts? Chiggins? Gus it's Chiggins. Gus, Gus Chiggins. You went and visited Gus Chick Chiggins. McFlibbins? Yeah. Is that what you said? <laughs> I was like Anchorman when. Uh, anyways, um, yeah. So Unique so New so York. Gus Gus McFlibbins. Uh, what's his name? It's Gus Chiggins, <laughs> man. Anyways, uh, so I was in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Hey, you're you're blowing up your channel right now. So oh, sorry, calm down. Bad. Uh, I got excited. There you go. Because uh, anytime I think of Kenosha, I think of cheese and more cheese. There's a lot of cheese there. Um, they have a place called. Uh, so I was there for a work trip, and uh, Just, super, for those of you who don't know, Justin works for a a a, a purveyor of fine chicken. Yes, yeah. and chicken accessories. Um, and fries shaped like breakfast pastries. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and we're not we, we're not going to go any further. The fries that will cross your eyes. Oh my gosh! Anyways, um, we just we just got burgers. We don't have burgers at all. Uh, anyways, but no, I went to Wisconsin. Um, it was a super cool trip. Uh, put in a lot of hours with work, which is awesome, and got to meet some really cool people. Got to go to a church uh, called Missio Day. Um, and very gracious. Ah, German, I love German. Yep, German. Mm-hmm. It's very German. Yeah. Uh, and very gracious uh, congregation and, and pastor, super friendly, and um, it was just a really cool experience just to to see another congregation worship. And um, yeah, I think the Lord's going to be doing some cool stuff uh, with that congregation and that church. Um, but yeah, it was a really cool trip. Uh, like I said, ate a lot of cheese, way more cheese than I probably should have eaten. Um, I bought a lot of cheese. I don't think you understand how much cheese I bought. You're right. I don't. I, I don't understand. I don't but. think you can comprehend. Well, you know, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, and, I'm glad uh, to be back. Right. So what's on the what's on the docket? Uh, so wanted to talk today about your sermon yesterday. See, si. um, 
And for you who don't know what that means, that means yes in La Espanol. In, uh, yeah, in Italian, yeah. <clears throat> That's okay. Yep. Uh, and so I wanted to talk, you, you said in your sermon, we have two options. You said that we either pay for our sin or Christ does. Yeah. Uh, that we like condemn, condemned houses are in need of some major work before we're able to, to be livable, to, to have life in there. Sure. Um, and so this type of work we know as sanctification. Yeah. Um, but before we talk about sanctification, so I really wanted to talk about sanctification in, in this podcast today. And before we do that, a believer, I mean, has to be justified first. Right. Uh, can you explain both? What, what is justification and sanctification uh, for those who do not know? Yeah, and I'm actually I'm I'm flipping through my my uh, my Bible on my phone here because I want to I just want to be really clear about it. Getting a little Westminster uh, no, confession? No, no, I'm not. Yeah. That's not in the Bible, actually. Um, I know, okay. I know. Just, but just, you can get your you can get the app, anyways. Oh. So okay, so um, I I love analogies because analogies really help me to um, think about things in terms of things that I kind of already understand. Yeah, and and so. Um, that's that's just really helpful to me. And so um, when I was writing the sermon this past week, it was actually um, I went through and I was um, that was kind of a last minute edition. Um, it was actually on Saturday when I was when I was proofreading it and and you know trying to make sure tone and everything else was was uh, consistent through the whole thing. And I was just thinking about you know because the word condemned keeps you know Jesus talks about you know uh, those who those who do not believe are already condemned because they um, you know they failed to. To believe in in the in the name of the Son of God, and uh, I kept thinking about con- condemned because condemned sounds really like it, it's one of those throwaway words where it just mean a lot of people just think it means it's bad, mm-hmm. you know it's it's or it's you know it's it's hurtful or whatever. And I was I was thinking about the word condemned. I was thinking what is one you know what is a way that we think about condemned today? And 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 the first thing that popped into my mind because I'm kind of a real estate nerd. And and I love looking at the the market uh, here in our city um, is is houses you know condemned houses and I looked up uh, you know the, the department of uh, um, what is it uh, something urban HUD whatever that is uh, housing and urban development I think is what yeah. it stands for and looking up like the uh, the guidelines you know for a house to be condemned for a house to to be declared uncondemned or you know livable again yeah. And, and yeah, condemned. Uh, if you're going from condemned to uncondemned, which is not really a word, but um, is is the the doctrine of justification. So it's like it's the legal. You know, think, thinking about this in terms of our legal standing before God, like going from guilty to innocent. Yeah. Um, is is justification. Yeah. Um, and I was actually reading up on it today because you know uh, Saint Augustine and Martin Luther and a bunch of different dudes had a bunch of different kind of. Um, nuances that came with that like augustine for instance thought justification kind of lumped justification and sanctification together so mm-hmm. like we are justified in, in you know not, not just you know the moment where we go from innocent or from guilty to innocent but he actually had a, a different it wasn't it wasn't uh, it's not the view that i hold uh but where justification is at the same time um you know justified before the lord but also kind of like um there, there's this instant change in our in our behavior or in, in our outward appearance. Mm. Um, that wasn't true for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Martin Luther had a little bit different take on it. Um, but bi- biblically, I mean, we we just go to the Bible. I, I think it's interesting to look at what other guys that we look up to think. But um, you know, Paul writes in, in Romans eight twenty nine for those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. 
Uh, verse 30, those whom he predestined, he called. Those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. And so um, that's not like an all-encompassing order of salvation, uh, but it certainly is helpful. Uh, but yeah, so justification is, um, at its very simplest uh, explanation, where we go from guilty, so um, you know our sin is, we're going to pay for our sin uh, for eternity in hell, mm. to innocent, where our sin is now um, given to Christ uh, on the cross. He, he suffered for our sin in our place, and, and so our, our legal standing, because even that word condemned is courtroom language, even, even in Jesus' day. Um, so when he was explaining that to Nicodemus, it would have it would have it would have uh, evoked uh, courtroom style, you know, ju- judicial system type stuff. And so, yeah, condemned to to, to uncondemned. Um, and so, in in the housing market, you know, if a house is condemned because the utilities are turned off and there's pipes that are frozen and burst and there's you know uh, the roof is is leaking and it's an unsafe there's mold there's an unsafe living environment. Um, the only way for that to 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 be uncondemned um, is for somebody to go in and change it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it can't it can't uncondemn itself. It doesn't all of a sudden you know become an uncondemned house just by virtue of sitting there. Yeah. Uh, there there has to be there has to be a a um, a declaration so to speak uh, from from the the Department of Housing. Uh, to to make that house uncondemned and, and and in order to do that the reason this is different is because we become uncondemned and then we get sanctified versus yeah. a house where someone has to go in make the agreement to do it you know essentially buy the house from the government and then make the renovations to bring it up to code then it's then it's declared uncondemned absolutely and so that's where that analogy breaks down in the order of it um, because as as, as Christians um, we know, that we don't clean ourselves up, and then Jesus approves of us. Yeah, uh, that's works-based religion, and uh, if that were the way, then we would all be in big, big trouble because uh, we cannot clean ourselves up. Um, hence the the uh, sweet and sour sauce analogy from the from the sermon. And if you if you weren't there, if you don't go to our church and you want to hear it, our our, our elder Philip actually said it was one of his favorite analogies. And so um, you can go listen to it on the website glassychurch.org. It's uh, John Week Nine. Boom. Boom! Roasted, boom! Roasted. Uh, so, <clears throat> no, and I and I I think that was a good analogy. Um, I was actually going to ask you about the the house analogy and the breakdown of that. Yeah. Um, but you already you already covered it. I didn't even put it in the notes, and you already covered it. Yeah. Um. I I I mean, I, because I realize that analogies can only go so far. Yeah, and that's know? every analogy. Yeah. That you use, eventually they'll break down. Um. So okay. So. We've talked about justification, talked about sanctification. What does sanctification look like um, in our in our? So, if someone just becomes a believer, they're, they've repented and they believed on on Christ, right? And they have become justified. Did, did, they, did they pray a prayer? Because they could I'm, have. I'm just messing with you. I know, yep. um, <laughs> but they they are declared justified. The the God's God's wrath has been. Thwarted uh, and propitiated, if you will. Yes, yeah. the substitutionary atonement of Christ has covered this believer, um, and they are saved. They're justified. Okay. Um, you stopped. What? I just said, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
what is what does sanctification look like? Yeah, sanctification. I mean, I always think of sanctification as remodeling because I grew up. My dad owned a construction company um, where he built houses for doctors, essentially, because they were the ones that were paying the the kind of money you needed to to build the kind of houses that he was building. And I would go in and. Um, you know, I was not very skilled, so I got I me you know, most guys walk into a, a house that's being built with a hammer. I walked in with a broom. Uh, you know, God was already starting to humble me. Um, but then he would also do remodel jobs. I remember there was a house out in Perrysburg that uh, my buddy Nate and I, uh, senior year of high school, were were remodeling. Like my dad was remodeling it. We went in and just did 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 some of the work. But like sanctification, because the house is already there. And and the house is is broken down and it ne- it's in need of repair. You know it's it's condemned, um, and then and then Christ, you know Christ's saving work is applied to us and we're justified, uh, so we're not condemned anymore. But Jesus doesn't just leave us there. He doesn't just like say, oh okay, I changed your status from in- from guilty to innocent. Have a good day. Yeah. Um. You know God God promises that He will uh, be faithful to complete the work that He began. Um. You know, we, we Paul writes about how we are uh, conformed to the image of Christ. Mm. Uh, that is a that 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 verb conformed is like a an ongoing thing. Um, I've used the analogy before of making guitars. Like you get a nice nice piece of rosewood and you got to shape it into the sides of a guitar, and uh, that takes time because if you try to do it too quickly, you'll snap the wood. Um, it takes pressure. You know, you have to apply pressure to it to get it to do something it doesn't naturally want to do. Like rosewood does not grow in the shape of a of a jumbo sized body of a guitar. Um, so you have to apply pressure to it in order to get it to do something it doesn't naturally want to do. You have to apply heat because that helps the 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 wood molecules to be more pliable. Um, and a lot of times, um, there's there's you know there's different methods of doing that. But I mean, it all takes time. It takes you know time pressure heat uh sometimes there's steam involved you know i mean there's just it's all things that you know are are on their own uh, if they're not used for a purpose seem really really tiresome but um so sanctification is bending us into the image of christ conforming mm-hmm. our natures um our behavior even even the behavior is not i mean behavior is the outward sign of an inward an inward shift. Yeah. Um, so sanctification is just that, and and you know t- typically when, when you're talking about sanctification, the uh, the adjective progressive is added at the beginning of it. It's progressive sanctification, yeah. Because it is. It's something that doesn't happen overnight. And if we try to, you know, Paul talks about in First Timothy three, they must not be a recent convert when he's talking about you know qualifications for elders. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that they don't fall. You know, they don't fall in pride essentially because like. A lot of, I mean, I'm, when I first became a believer, I got into worship music right away because God needed a way to um, make sure I was at church every Sunday. And if I'm playing in the band, I got to be there. And so, because I was a total slacker, and um, you know, right away I was like, "Oh, cool, yeah, I'll just, I'll just lead this. You know, I'll just make this happen." Because I've always kind of had a leadership kind of bone in my body, so to speak. And uh, they was like, "No, like you still have lots of growing to do because if we put you in a position of leadership right away." You're going to get puffed up with pride. You're going to make a bunch of stupid mistakes in the in public, you know, essentially. Yeah. And and we don't want to we don't want to send you into that kind of a, an arena. You're not ready for it yet. Yeah. Um, I needed to be sanctified, and uh, you know, sanctification happens with multiple. Like the, the even the analogy works really well because there's multiple um, kind of pieces to that process. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know reading the Bible, it's, but it's uh, sanctification really a lot of that happens through discipleship. 
where you're where you're yeah. being around other dudes who who are going to you know challenge you, encourage you, call you out, yeah, um, all that stuff. And you know, it takes a humble a humble heart, a humble spirit to receive correction, you know, to receive rebuke, um, and and to to see it as is love as opposed to you know oh you're just being a jerk. Yeah, which I mean, I'm sure people are jerks in 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 their rebukes and stuff like that. Yeah. But. So yeah, I mean, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I've likened it to, um, well, it's not from me personally, but the Lord's chisel, um, chiseling every part of us. If you look at think of statues or marble, right, and you have to chisel bit by bit. Yeah. If you try to do it too quickly, you'll crack the marble. You fracture um, it. You'll break off the nose. Mm-hmm. You don't and so do is, that. Wait, the Lord's <clears throat> chisel is that like the people's elbow? Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I okay. do. I, I don't know if you're the too, people's elbow. I don't know if you're too young for that or not. No, I'm so. not. Okay. Uh, but no, and and that and, and even with uh, and one thing I appreciate about our church is um, there's some pretty. If you think about running the race, right? Um, there's some pretty fast guys um, here. If you think about running and and not necessarily running. But spiritually running, yeah, right? Uh, present, um, present company excluded, apparently, because yeah, I'm yeah. not a very fast runner. <laughs> I was built for comfort, um, not for speed, baby. I heard that. Um, but um, you, if you run with fast guys, mm-hmm. eventually you're going to get faster. True. Um, and eventually you're going to be having more stamina. Um, same mm-hmm. is true with discipleship and with our spiritual life, that if eventually we're running with people who are way more mature than us, um, if we're just hanging out with our friends and our peers the entire time who've had less uh, time in the Word or they've had less experience and less sanctification, right? Yeah. Um, they're, they're less mature than us. We're going to kind of stay there. Yeah. Um, and so abs- so I, I think it's a great analogy. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, so when we're talking about sanctification, you said it's an inward shift. Uh, it's an outward shift of an inward change, right? Um, who is in charge, uh, slash who is the cause of our sanctification? How are we sanctified? Uh, we can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. Boom. The Holy Spirit is the agent of change. Like, we, we participate? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and this is where Calvinists, Arminians, the, you know, or Calminians, or, or, uh, um, Calminians? Are Alvinists or yeah, it's Alvinists. I don't know. Um, I mean, and there's and and here's the thing, like there are there are a few different ways that that this is explained or understood, mm-hmm. and like you know, so, well, are we part of the sanctification process? Like, do we do anything in that, or is that all Jesus, or is that? Yeah, it's like, wh- why? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like the Holy Spirit is changing your heart, conforming you to the image of the Son. And and putting new desires, but like, ooh, someone's like hot rodding outside. That's pretty cool. Probably doing donuts. Yeah, he's probably a really cool guy. Um, but um, like like the the thing is, um, you know, we're given new desires. You know, we're we're given new new power to fight sin. Um, and and all well and good. Yes and amen to that. Um, if you're if you're gonna be a lazy bum about it, you yeah. know what I mean. And like like so so I think we do have a role. In it, in in terms of like, like taking the ball that has been handed to us and running the field that the Lord has has opened to us to run on. Um, so I, th- I think that, but yeah, it doesn't happen without the power of the Holy Spirit. But it also it doesn't happen like if you just sit there. If you if you become a believer, 
And then you sit on your duff and play video games and eat nacho chips uh, and never do anything. Eat uh, for, nacho chips. For, first of all, I mean, R.C. Sproul, I quoted last week, you know, if, if there's no sanctification, um, you know, you need to look and, and see there was probably no justification to yeah. begin with. And, and I think that that's good. But, yeah, so I think it's a yes. I think it's a both and. Yeah. I think the Holy Spirit gives you new desires, gives you new power, um, gives you a new... You know everything really, and, and and then we walk in that. Like we're obedient to that. I mean, there's yeah. all over the Bible. You know, Jesus says, you know, if you love me, you obey my commands. Yeah. So, ipso facto, we have a role in sanctification. Yeah. Because we have to obey. But but the love is what compels us. Oh yeah. To that's and it, when when I put this in here, I mean, I, I even wrote down by our bootstraps and discipline or the Holy Spirit alone, um, because it's. It's not just white knuckling and 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 saying I'm just gonna stop swearing or whatever. Yeah. Um. I'm just gonna stop doing this. Yeah. Um. It's just it's not sheer discipline. Just just it's you know what I'm saying because it's gonna fall flat. Um. It's the Holy Spirit doing and working and so. Anyways, sorry. Continue. I no, I, I think I was done. I think I was done. Um. Yeah, of of course. I mean, here's the thing: is if we are justified, we want to participate in sanctification. Yeah, we just do because that that desire has been put into our hearts. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, you agree with all that? I do. Do we don't need to have a bonus nugget this week? We'll see. No, I got to get home <laughs> at some point. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. So, all right. So when we talk about you were, in your sermon, you were talking about the light, right? So you're talking about Jesus being um, the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, and so what are ways we like to hide from the light? Um, and how do we, how, how uh, should we run from the darkness? Yes, we should run from the darkness. Um, Sounds and like a cool, like, death metal song. Ooh, run from the darkness. Right. That would be life metal, though. Yeah, it's like Christian, yeah. like, core, hardcore metal. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was your question again? You just you, you killed me on that. Sorry. Uh, ways that we ways that we hide from the light. So just practical ways. Dude, lying, that... lying about our sin, lying about yeah. how we're doing, like not just not being a real person. Yeah. Um. And 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 this is this is something that I've seen a lot. In uh, I started in ministry in 2002, so it's 2019, so that's 17 years. Um, where people love to go to a church where they can kind of just hide in plain sight. Yeah. Um. And and never bless you, brother. Amen. Yeah. Wearing my suit and tie. And good. Just... Good to see you again, brother. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's now that suit and ties are wrong, or that southern accents are wrong. No, not at all. So yeah, I mean that's the number one way. It's just not being real about who you are, and that's like a, yeah. that's an emotional maturity problem. Yeah. Of just not you know at least well I don't want to I don't want to go down that road. So yeah. Be, so how we hide from the light is, is is misrepresenting where we're at and what we're going through, um, lacking or, or, or avoiding any sort of actual like vulnerability um, with with people that you trust. You don't just get up and tell everyone your business every day. And if you do that, then you should probably be banned from social media uh, because no one wants to read all your dirty laundry every day. <laughs> but there are there are you know that's discipleship again. Yeah, huge. You cannot if if you are if you are devoting yourself to being discipled or to discipling somebody, you cannot do that uh, in, in in a dark room. Yeah, like you have to be in the light. You have to. I mean, and you know, I mean, we've been we've been meeting together for a while now. Like I'm probably tell you more than than you want to hear a lot of times about just like the things I'm struggling with and 
you know, whether it's family stuff or ministry stuff or just personal insecurity stuff, like any of the guys, I'm now discipling five guys per, every week where they get to hear all about me too. It's not just them coming in and dumping their, dumping their stuff here. Here's, here's my stuff. Right. Because like, I want to reciprocate that because yeah. I want to make it, first of all, I want to make it safe to, to, to be real. Um, and and I think a lot of times you know churches don't make it safe to be real because when somebody is real about a real struggle, uh, there's oh we'll pray for you okay see you later hey you're not allowed to serve anymore you know like stuff like that yeah where like that's you know unless it's like an elder who's just qualified himself like I don't know that's another soapbox but <laughs> that, those are ways we had from the light so uh, running away from community running away from accountability yeah. Um, and and then like keeping secret sin secret is just the yeah. dumbest thing in the world because Jesus already knows. Yeah, if you believe like, the gospel, you it's from? already been forgiven. Uh, you need to confess it, repent, and and, and change. And so a lot of times we'll say, "Well, I, I, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want anyone to think worse of me." Okay, well that's a baloney, uh, and B, um, you're actually just trying to stay in that sin. That's a, that's another thing that that's really you know uh, living in the darkness just leads to more living in the darkness and and nothing yeah. nothing ever changes then. Uh, should we run from darkness? Yes, we should run from darkness. It um, was not should we? It's how should we? How do we run from darkness? Do the opposite of what you do. Just the opposite said. of what I just said. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 feels that feels right. It feels right. Yeah, just just we'll get get it. a couple of you know if you're a guy get a couple of guys if you're a girl get a couple of girls. That you just be real with, yeah, and you know, and 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 here's the thing, is like like emotions are messy, yeah. sin is messy, people are messy. Well, and that's just it. It's it, it's we're talking about real people, and so relationships should be messy. Yeah, if they're not messy, they're not real. Yeah, because I don't know one person in in my life that doesn't have baggage, that doesn't have struggles, that isn't you know insecure or have you know yeah. Yeah, quirks. Yeah, I just, I, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me personally. I'm not saying this about anybody else, but for somebody to claim the name of Christ and then just never, you know, never feel like they can ever share what they're going through. Yeah, it's like, well, well, then, are you, are you really believing the gospel? Yeah, and it makes me feel sad. It doesn't make me feel judgmental. It makes me like, man, I really want you to believe that this is true because, man, there's so much more that you're missing out on. It's like going to the, it's like going to a doctor. If you have a disease and saying, "Oh, I, I'm I'm fine," yeah, but you're like dying internally, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't want to tell them about you know the the goiter because then they'll think I'm weird. It's like, no, maybe we could help with it. What is a goiter? I'm not sure, <laughs> but I know that it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good at all. No, it doesn't. It sounds terrible. If anyone wanted to email Justin uh, and let him know what a goiter is, that please, would be great. Please don't do that. Okay, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. If that. you have one, send him a picture. Please do not. <laughs> uh, all right. So, biblical. So you said you brought biblical confession um, and repentance. Um, what is that? You you brought that up. What does that look like in light of sanctification and justification? Um, again, going back to the, kind of the causality of of that, um, because we don't want to again want it to be careful. To not say, hey, like, your confession of your sin is what saves you. Um, want to be just extra clear on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So confession confession is something that happens after you're a Christian. 
confession is something that happens. It doesn't. It doesn't lead to salvation. It flows from salvation. Hmm. Because when when the Holy Spirit is is dwelling in your heart, um, you want to confess the sin that's there because you you don't want to hide it. And and so, um, but it's it's first of all confessing to the Lord. That's a big deal. Um, you know, just just you and the Lord share. You know, there's a church that I preach at once a month because uh, they're in between pastors, and um, there is a, always a is a. It's so funny because. Uh, one of the elders there is um, is uh, Asian, and he has a very thick accent, and, and I love it when he prays because I just I he's just a really cool guy, and loves the Lord, and um, super wicked smart uh, theologically, and and uh, leads his wife well and all that. Um, but he he they always have a um, they'll say okay it's time for the confession the confession time so spend a minute silently in your seats and he always says and it's just, i think it's a translation thing but he always like it's like just say it to yourself you don't need to say it to everyone and <laughs> and uh, and it's so fun and it always makes me smile and then after about a minute of awkward silence um he'll say now let's all read together and there's a passage from from the bible you know yeah. where if you you know if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves essentially yeah. um and so that that is something between you and the lord um and then i think it's really important to um, if that sin has been against someone, to to go to them, you know, if someone has sinned, if you've sinned against someone, go to them and and, and confess your sin, uh, and ask for forgiveness. I think that's good. I think a lot of times we'll stop at, oh, I'll tell the Lord I'm sorry because I was a perv yesterday and and looked too long at someone who was wearing something inappropriate. Okay, we're good now, and, and then the next day you do the same thing. So you know, or whatever the case is, but 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 going to the person that you've offended and 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 confessing to them and um, and asking them for forgiveness and, and reconciling that uh, that's very that's a very biblical uh, concept. Um, and also, um, you know, if it's something if it's a private sin or something like that, or if it's a sin of like anger or you know, oh man, I'm just I'm just really having a hard time because I'm jealous of you know these things and like you know. That's essentially not believing that the Lord is giving you what's best for you because yeah. you want something that somebody else has instead of what the Lord has for you, and and so talking to somebody else, you know, a trusted, you know, someone you're who who's, you're in discipleship with, um, again, these are all things that require community. Yeah, like the gospel does not, you know, you you, you cannot live out what the gospel calls you to live out in isolation. Um, you have to be around brothers and sisters. That's why God gave us the church, not because it's a perfect place. It's very far from that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's it's one of the most uh, frustrating places sometimes, um, because it's a bunch of sinners getting together. And yeah. uh, but that's 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 good. That's what God designed. He designed us to be in community as a part of His church. You know, First um, Corinthians last year I preached through. Where, where Paul says, you know, God has actually ordered the church the way He has ordered it. Like He has yeah. brought the different. It's, it's in one of the one of the passages in chapters twelve through fourteen. I think it's in chapter twelve, uh, where where it's He makes the point that like God sovereignly places those in His body where He wants them, and yeah. again, that requires community. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we that's how we confess. Uh, and I think we need all three of those. We need we need to confess to the Lord first and foremost, because you know Psalm fifty one against you against you, Lord, I have sinned, yeah. David. Uh, we 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 then go to anyone who we have sinned against and confess to them and ask for forgiveness and reconcile. But then we also we get we get with a few a few people who are walking with us and 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 get real about it and, and ask for prayer and ask yeah. for help and ask for accountability and any best practices. If you got a cheat code, you know like. Hey, I'm just really struggling with this area. 
Have you ever struggled with that? If so, you know, how, how did the Lord lead you to victory in that? And, and yeah. so even that, like, there's just so much that we miss out on when we don't have deep, gospel-centered, you know, uh, grace-filled community. Yeah. I mean, because we got blind spots. Um, I mean, you talk about people that can see things. Uh, when you have really close brothers who can, yeah. or if you're ladies, sisters, um, who can see things in, a, in an outside perspective— um, and say, hey, like, I see this is consistent with what you're saying, or mm-hmm. it's not consistent with what you, what you're, what you're saying, and what you of who you want to be in Christ, right? right. Or yeah. we should be in Christ, right? Um, dude, you and I have had that. Where I'm like, hey, yeah. dude, I kind of feel like I did this back in the day because I'm 40 and Justin's like what 15 or something. And it's uh, not true at all. You're 23. And... 23. Michael Jordan. And so, yeah, um, I pay taxes. No big deal. Where it's where it's uh, you know. It, People are able to see things in your life, and you know, um, it's just because a lot of us forty-year-olds have made a lot of mistakes that we'd love to save you twenty-some-year-olds from making. Yeah. Again, it's it's older older men, you know, mentoring younger men; older women mentoring younger women. Like, there's a reason that Titus one is there, you know, or Titus yeah. two is there, and so for our benefit. Mm-hmm. Because that, and that leads us to be able to to dig around and, and look at rude idols, like we talked about months ago. Yeah. Um. And and picking apart those um, to really get to the bottom of really uprooting uh, that which is not supposed to be in us. Um. But all that requires vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely. And and leaving your ego at the door. Yeah. Like you have to do that, otherwise, you're, you're going to a barber to for a haircut, and you're only a little showing them half of your head. Yeah. It's like you're not. You're gonna look stupid, <laughs> man. That was a good, that was that was a spontaneous one too. Wow. Ooh, that's a good analogy. I'm gonna write that one down. So is Gus Chiggins. Anyways, <laughs> Chip McFlickins. <laughs> yes. Anyways, um, Chet McFarland. Anyways, um, no. Uh, but yeah, no. I I think that that is a. Uh, I think. Community. I was actually ran into a, a gentleman this. What was it? Saturday. Um, was doing laundry at the laundromat because I don't have a washer and dryer. Um, I'm just playing the world's smallest violin for you over here. Noted. Okay. Uh, and went to the laundromat and ran into a guy. And we started talking and um, talked very much about uh, philosophy. He was a really smart, well-read guy. Um, Asked him, uh, talked about my degree in criminal justice and stuff like that, and he was an older gentleman. Um, and then uh, started talking about philosophy and kind of where we kind of get our our philosophical worldview. And um, found out that uh, he was a professing Christian as well as obviously I am. And I was talking to him, asked him if he went to a church around here, and this is right down the road from Glass City, actually. And he's like, no, like, haven't got in. He's like, I'm more of a lone wolf. Um, and my heart, like what you said, like, I, I wasn't trying to be, ju- I wasn't judgmental as much as I was, like, sad. This dude's, like, not yeah. living a life that is, that is going to be um, as fruitful as it could be um, when it comes to his sanctification and his growth um, and also just his relationship with the Lord. Um, we, like you said, we're designed to do this thing in community. Yeah. Um, no, and yeah, the lone wolf. Uh, I mean, there are obviously there are there are exceptions for a period of time. Yeah. Like, but he's like, he, he. I mean, he told me I think it was like sixteen years or something like that. 
Yeah, um, and that's not to say that there aren't people who have that need to heal from from you know being no absolutely being hurt in the church. I mean, I, yeah. I, I I've I've experienced that myself. I was just talking to a pastor friend of mine in Indianapolis today. We were talking about this. Yeah, because he and I pastored together at, at a church out there years ago where we both experienced a lot of that and like kind of the different ways that you heal from those things. But the fact of the matter is you, there is healing and, and, and that needs to occur. Otherwise we're, again, we're, we're only living half of the Christian life. Yeah. You know, we're, 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 we're not, we're not operating in the way that God designed us to operate and that's in community. Absolutely. So did you invite him to church? I did. I, I did, did. And I, um, I didn't have a card on me or so I was going to give him a card. Um, and I don't, I don't, the way that the conversation was left, I don't think he's going to come. But you never know. The Lord is uh, in the business of drawing people to himself. Yeah, see so. Brad's story a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, his name is, oh, I forgot his name, Tom. Tom? His name's Tom. Tom McChiggins? No. No, okay. Tom Fair McChicken. Enough. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't actually tell people his last name. I don't know his last name, actually. I well, that's good. Um, I just said McChicken because, anyways. Are you hungry? Uh, no, okay. kind of. All right. Anyways, uh, well, this has been the Glass City Church podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We Good hope segue. It has been. <laughs> we hope it has been a blessing amongst the the laughing. Uh, hopefully, uh, you can check us out on our Instagram and Facebook page and MySpace. All the cool kids are doing it. Alta Vista. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um. Net- all the kids. They're not on MySpace for whatever Alta Vista is. Uh, Netscape cool- Navigator? No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come over this desk. <laughs> no, you're, yeah, you, and you come over that desk in a dream. You better wake up and apologize, buddy. Chinatown. Oh, my gosh. Um, anyways, thank you for listening. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on uh, Instagram. Add us on your page on Facebook. Uh, do all the things and the stuff. And Send us chocolate. Yeah. Send us chocolate. Yeah. I'm more of a caramel guy myself. I didn't. But, I wasn't thinking for you. But, well, okay. selfish. Yeah. Anyways, this has been the Glass City Church podcast. Have a good week. You've been listening to the Glass City Church podcast. For more content or more information about Glass City Church, visit our website at www.glasscitychurch.org.